2: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whenever or wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. On the show with me for the next hour, in between his pitches for Bang & White Claw sponsorships, our single-entry assassin, Josh Harris. Josh, how you doing, buddy?
1: Yeah, man, I'm trying to get those. I'm also trying to get some Joe T. This stuff is out of control, so if you you ever had this, I think it's an East Coast thing, but man, it is good stuff. Joe T. Get
2: Joe, me. Like where okay, where would you rank the Joe T and Arizona Iced Tea? Because I obviously I don't have Joe T up here. I've never heard of it. Like where would you rank it with Arizona Iced Tea?
1: Well, Arizona Iced Tea, you get that big can for ninety nine cents.
2: I mean, you yeah. can't beat this, that.
1: This is like two forty nine, but it actually tastes like Iced Tea. Doesn't taste like you're like gonna can like can of like sugar. melt. <laughs> yeah,
2: okay, uh, big fan. Yeah, big fan of that ninety nine cent Arizona Iced Tea. Always good for mixing uh, your alcoholic beverages. Oh so, yeah. yeah, I mean little bit of body toddy in there can't beat it uh we're not here to talk alcoholic beverages though we're here to talk some DFS let's take a look at last night's slate real quick uh I don't know how you did I got about three quarters of my entries back so not a great night uh had one decent lineup ran uh Florida two uh St. Louis three and I got you know a Blake Coleman one off Jacob Markstrom uh with a big with a good game in net so that's, that was my one big lineup that actually
1: did reasonably well. Uh, how'd you do? I got about 50% back. Um, Tarasenko kind of saved my night. It was looking pretty bad there. I used Igor, man. That, that last goal with like three seconds left, it was just a backbreaker. <laughs> but... and, and it was, it was a, it was kind of
2: a, a I don't want to say like a weird slate because I think what we kind of expected to happen, happened, right? Florida put up five on, on Arizona. That was kind of expected. St. Louis put up a three-banger uh, on Los Angeles. That was kind of expected. They ran that game there. Dallas and Columbus played, you know, a slow, lumbering game back and forth. But a couple hat tricks last night, one uh, to the Drake, Drake Batherson, the other to TJ Oshie. It's Batherson I want to talk about first because you and Jake were on the show yesterday and you were talking about Ottawa and I was with you on Ottawa too as well. And obviously they didn't do uh, super hot. Ottawa top line did great. And that's something that goes back to last year because Norris, Kachuk, and Batherson were put together for like the last nine or 10 games at the end of last season and they were great. And the first few games since Brady Kachuk's return from his contract dispute, he's looked great as well.
1: Yeah, I think, I think people kind of stay off that line or full stack in that line because Norris was like 5,300. People, I don't know, people just don't like paying for Norris, but they love paying for Chandler Stevenson. Like, I don't know. Like, I would rather pay for Norris. So, that line going forward is definitely going to be something I'm looking at. Brady Kachuk is always owned. He's kind of like, I don't know who to compare him to. But he he's always the highest owner that line. I think, you know, going forward, full stack in that line is the play. Uh That second line was good, too. I mean, they just didn't have great results. But their power play correlations kind of wonky.
2: Yeah. I mean, just to – like, Ottawa wasn't high-owned, like, the top line as a stack last night. I'm just looking through the 20 max. Brady Kachuk was – about four percent, and then Norris and Batherson were between two and three percent. So yeah, you're right. They those guys always come in a lot lower than Kachuk. Kachuk uh, always puts up a big shot volume. Uh, Want to talk about Billy Husso? Because uh, he's a guy. <laughs> he's a guy that that we always talk about as kind of like a punching bag, and I still don't think he's a very good goalie. But I think last night illustrates perfectly why we don't just pigeonhole and say, yeah, go ahead, load up with 8,500 Spencer Knight. Uh, you know, get your 15 points and get away or whatever, because that's not really how it works out in real life with goaltending, because it is one of the most volatile positions in all sports.
1: Yeah, and man, I am not a fan of either of the Blues goaltenders, so I didn't have any. I like the Kings. Sean Walker in my lineup, that hurt because he hurt his knee, but yeah, Billy Huso shutting out the Kings. My Kings! Man, you needed him to win GPPs. I mean, there were some good goalie performances last night. Uh Lekin's Almost had a shutout. Uh, Markstrom almost had a shutout. But Huso, late-night hammer shutout of the Kings, man. He was probably low on, too.
2: Yeah, he wasn't uh, very high on when I looked. Uh, 6% in the 20 max. Yeah, so 6%. He, like, he was
1: he was expensive, too. So, like, expensive Billy Huso. Yeah,
2: 8,200 Billy Huso. Uh, absolute nuts last night. Crazy, crazy life. Uh, we had some, uh, some people do decently well last night. I think I saw a top five uh, in the 20 max, uh, the, the $1 20 max, I believe. I think Robbie had a good NFL showdown night. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of the nice thing about our Discord. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, we talk a lot of hockey in there, but it's not just hockey. We're helping each other out, you know, with NFL lineups. I mean, I've had people ask me about eSports. I know people ask you about MMA. Uh, we're in there to help each other out. Uh, Most of the time it's about hockey, but it is about a lot of other stuff. It's really just a community, uh, just all kind of pulling in the same direction. Uh, If you want to start uh, scratching the surface of that community, why don't you guys go ahead uh, and hit that subscribe button. Uh, I noticed we have nearly 100 people watching and only uh, 13 likes, and one of those likes is myself, so uh, only 12. So if we could get everybody to click that thumbs up and then click the subscription button. Subscriptions really help uh, grow this channel and keep those NFL – Uh, those NBA, those PGA and college basketball shows coming at you uh, on a regular basis. Uh, Looking ahead to tonight, we got a seven game slate. Uh, One thing I noticed, obviously, there's one super high total. uh, Colorado starting to border on three and a half applied goals. Everybody else is at three point one or less. So that kind of tells me that uh, while we have, you know, some while there is an obvious spot, it tells me that we could see some spread out ownership and that generally means good things uh, when you have you know, our top stacks tool and our ownership tool to help guide you.
1: Yeah, and when I was looking last night, kind of tilted about you know, David Perron not giving Tarasenko the hat trick empty net, I was looking at the Slay, I was like, whoa, this is ugly outside of Colorado. But like, there are some actually spots that I, I do like, I got comfortable with this morning. Um, yeah, it's good because you know, it's weird, like, Tampa Bay road total three on the road doesn't feel great to me. Um, Preds 3.1 at home against the Sharks feels high to me. Like, there's, like, spots that just probably going to get some ownership that just don't feel right. Like, I don't know. These totals feel a little bit off, so there's going to be ownership all over the place besides, you know, Colorado, there's going to be a good bunch of ownership there. So this is a GPP paradise tonight.
2: Yeah, I think that's the way I'm looking at it, too. Like, I was writing up my Power Plays article, and that should be on the site uh, here soon. It looks like there's going to be one pretty heavy heavy leveraged spot, and I wrote about that in my Power Plays article. I wanted to highlight it. Uh, it's in Seattle, and we'll get to that at the end of the slate. Other than that, like, there's really nothing that sticks out as poorly leveraged. So it's one of those nights, really, where if you like a line and everything fits, pretty much go with it, because I don't think, you know – I don't think you have to play this line or you have to play that line or there's no, you know, extreme value play that you have to sneak in. Like I said, other than that, maybe that one Seattle line, and we'll get to that a little bit later, but we should get to these games anyway. So let's get to that first one. Uh, we have the Calgary flames with a 2.9 implied gold total. They're going into New Jersey. The devils have a 3.0 implied gold total. Uh, Calgary just played last night, laid the wood to your Rangers. Uh, listen, I'm going to say this about Calgary real quick, and it's something, you know, we've talked about before, and I've written about it at, at Dobra Hockey. Since Daryl Sutter was hired, this has looked like a completely different team. Sutter.
1: That was it. I called him the Muppet yesterday. I forgot his name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. I missed that part. Uh, I mean, the Muppet works, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Daryl Sutter. Like, I know people want to say maybe the game passed him or whatever, but if you look at Los Angeles' uh advanced numbers from when he was there and got fired i think in 2017 to after he left they just cratered and it was an immediate impact so obviously he's he has a good coaching impact and if you look at calgary's numbers going back to when he was hired last year like I'm gonna go back to the beginning of march they're like a top five or top top six team in scoring chance differential in the league and this year uh you know it's only four or five games for them but they're at the top of the league again like, This looks like a good team to me, a really good team. And I know it's back-to-back on the road, But and New Jersey themselves have looked pretty good this year as well. But New Jersey, you know, no Jack Hughes. Goaltending still kind of a question. Um, I'm kind of liking that 2.9 on the road from Calgary. Uh, What do you think about this game?
1: Yeah, you know who the Flames could use? Sam Bennett. (laughs) I can't believe, like, he's killing it in Florida. He was on the fourth line in Calgary last year at this time. Like, it's just crazy. But, yeah, no, I, I do like the Flames' top line here tonight. They're going to be under-owned because they're expensive. They're back-to-back on the road. But there aren't many, like, spots Or like, yeah, I want to play this line I'll play this line. So, I, I, I honestly think you can go back to Calgary 1 here. Uh, Nico Dawes probably in net for the Devils. I uh, didn't know who that was until someone mentioned it this morning, that he was probable to start. There's, but, like, as you said, Billy Huso shut out last night. You can't just dismiss him because you don't know who he is. But at two, three percent going into New Jersey, like it's not a long trip from <laughs> the garden to Newark. Like you can like walk pretty much. So it's not like they have lots of travel issues. They're they're professional athletes. It's early in the season. You don't have to worry about fatigue. It's not, you know, February. So I think they'll be pretty fresh tonight. The top line Foley on the power play. They are expensive. I doubt you can fit them with Colorado. So they'll be contrarian. That second line. You know, Coleman had a great game last night. Backlund had a great game. And there's 6,600 for the two-man. And I think that is a two-man that you can definitely look at putting in if you're trying to power play stack the Avs or getting in another expensive spot. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like the Flames here, back-to-back back on the road. On the Devil side, don't mind um, the Zacha-Mercer-Tatar line. Uh, I think the Heischer line – or are they sending out the Heischer line against Kachuk-Lindholm, right? My line matching is frozen per usual.
2: I mean, uh, my line matching right now has the Zaka line going out uh, against the Lindholm line.
1: So let's, let's back it up a second here. I like the Heesher line a little bit here. Um, you know, the power play correlation isn't great. Uh, it's a three total at home. Their ownership's like four or five percent. You know, I'm, I'm just not super high on the Devils right now. I, I really was waiting for the Jack Hughes breakout season, and it was coming until he got hurt. So I'm kind of lukewarm on the devils for now. They're kind of, you know, treading water until Hughes comes back. There are pieces that I like. I mean, he's Powerplay power play one is nice. You can put them in with, you know, Tatar two men for the power play. I don't know, you know, if I would full stack the devils tonight, uh, your power play lines are a bit weird at even strength. So, you know, Calgary one, a little bit of Calgary two, I'll mix and match in some devils, but I don't think I'm going to full stack anything.
2: Yeah, one thing I will mention about New Jersey, uh, not not very much ownership on them. We have all their lines coming in under five percent, and like, like I'm just going to be upfront. Uh, looking at, at at the goal totals on today's slate, they have the third highest home implied goal total, tied for third highest on the slate overall. Like, if we're going to get three goals from them, and all and these guys are all going to come in under five percent, I'm interested in them but Jack Hughes, that loss is a big loss. Like I was looking at their numbers from last year when Jack Hughes was on the ice, their offensive impact went up 7%. So 7% better shot quality. And when he's off the ice, it goes down 7%. Like that's a pretty big gap, like a 14% change in shot quality for one player is a lot. And that's what worries me about New Jersey. So like, I'm not full, I'm not three man stacking any other lines. I'm kind of, I'm, kind of sticking with what you were thinking is like maybe a two-man like zaka mercer or zaka Tatar or you know something along those lines um that's where i'm going to be going here i i just calgary has just been uh, like way too good this year like i said one of the top teams uh, in scoring chance uh differential um you know i like calgary one again their prices come down a bit uh still over 20k but it's Still reasonable. I want to mention Calgary. One didn't play a ton last night, and we saw uh, Edmonton do that with Connor McDavid long, long ago. Now I think Edmonton was playing Arizona and not the New York Rangers. So uh, I don't know what was going on there, but the Cal- Calgary's top guys only skated like 16 minutes or something like last,
1: Rangers, last night. Rangers looked awful last night. If Fox is not having a great game and Igor is not completely locked in, they're going to get run over until you know they address some of their needs.
2: Yeah. So. Like I, I, like Calgary one again here tonight, and I look at their ownership. They're one of the better leverage spots on the night. We have them as fifteen percent top two stack coming in at seven and a half percent ownership. Uh, I just don't see any reason not to use them. Their numbers have been great going back years. Like Johnny Godro, if you look at his numbers, his his career numbers playing with Macachok, like they're just incredible. Uh, like they by far. He's been better with Kachuk than any other winger uh, in Calgary. He just hasn't had a lot of time to play with him. So I'm really excited about that line combination. I don't even mind going down to Calgary 2. Like you said, uh, with New Jersey, their power play correlation is great. Uh, Calgary 2 doesn't have any power play correlation, uh, but they're all super cheap. Uh, Coleman and Backlund, uh, very good two-way players, should mix well together. I don't see them having any problem with any of the matchups. Uh, from New Jersey. So I like both Calgary one and Calgary two in this game last night or in this game here tonight. Um, On the blue line, I don't know if there's anybody that really sticks out. I mean, Noah Hannafin, 3,100 for sure. I know Damon Severson had been getting some secondary power play minutes, but like secondary power play minutes at almost 4K for New Jersey that, you know, if he was 3K, that's one thing, 4K, you know, 3,900, that's a bit much. So I don't know. Maybe Ty Smith, maybe Noah Hannafin, anything else to go to you?
1: Yeah, not really. I mean, Ty Smith is 2600 on DraftKings, so, you know, that's a pretty good price. Hannafin, 3100 is good, but there's some others in that range that I prefer. I mean, I'm not super in love with anyone on the blue line in this game.
2: Yeah, I, I'll just say I like those two guys. Um, relatively cheap. Uh, don't mind using either of them. Uh, we're probably going to have uh, Vladar and, like you said, Nico Dawes in net. 7400 Dawes at home. Does that do anything for
1: you? Yeah. Uh, these cheap goalies, you're going to see volume. Always got to consider. Uh, I don't know anything about Nico Dawes, but he's currently projected 11%, so he seems like he's going to be a, a popular pick because teams are, uh, players like using goalies facing teams back-to-back on the road, so especially cheap ones at home.
2: Yeah. And should mention Calgary, one of the biggest shot volume teams uh, early on in the season so far. So yeah, maybe Nico does at 11% is justified. All right, let's get to this next game. Tampa Bay lightning 3.0 implied gold total. Uh, They're going into Pittsburgh. The penguins have a 2.6 implied gold total. Uh, This game, the the under got steamed hard on this game, if I'm not mistaken, because this opened at 3.3 and 2.9, and it's down to 3.0 and 2.6. So a half goal got steamed off this. Um, Tampa Bay hasn't looked very good this year, but I think part of them not looking good is that they're also shooting under 5% uh as a collective as a team it's like toronto right toronto's not going to keep shooting three percent as a team just like tampa's not going to keep shooting five percent as a team (laughs) Uh, i'll let you explain that one uh so like they're they are going to turn around but even without crosby and without rust and all those guys pittsburgh has looked great defensively i thought evan rodriguez has looked wonderful uh, at both ends of the ice defensively especially regardless of who he's who's he who he's been up against pittsburgh's not going to get any of those guys back tonight so we're assuming relatively the same line combinations for them all right uh tampa bay has a three total on the road but it looks like a tough matchup at least what's happened so far this year so what do you like out of this game josh
1: yeah are the Sabers actually good <laughs> I don't know, man, like their numbers
2: have taken a hit the last couple of games, but they're still top five, like by some defensive metrics. So I don't know, maybe we'll give them five more games.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Yeah, anytime you can get it. So they have a three total on the road. Tampa one coming in around four or five percent. I guess you got to consider it just because there aren't many great spots tonight. So I, I would put them in your mix. Um, they are going to get that Evan Rodriguez line who has, they've been good defensively. Uh, Jake says, yeah, Buffalo's good. Go get your hair done. We'll continue talking. Um, But I don't know. Like I used Stamkos last night and he was a big disappointment. But I think you can go back to the well here. There's a lot of back-to-backs tonight. So they're not fully core on the power play, but Tampa is one of those lines that can just go off at any time. So I think they can be – uh, in your MME mix. If you want to use uh, Pittsburgh one, I think that's fine. The ownership's a bit high for my taste. Um, I mean, their price is pretty good. Oh, they're going to get the blue line. Jake said, I don't know. Okay. If that's the case, blue is good defensively, but I still think you can have Tampa one in your mix. Tristan Yari do for a clunker. Uh, but the line that I really like in this game actually is Pittsburgh third line, Zucker O'Connor Heinen. They're super cheap. They're going to get the depth of the lightning and there's just nothing there. Like the third line of Pat Maroon, Ross Colton, Corey Perry, or, you know, there's some guy named Boris Kachuk on the fourth line. That can't be a real name. Like no, they just, it's,
2: it's Boris Kachuk. Kachuk.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it's even more made up. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but I like this third line. They're all under, they're all under 4k. O'Connor Heinen getting power play two, Zucker power play one. They're coming in 3-4%, which is a bit high for a third line, but it allows you to fit in the Colorados. Uh Heinen has uh Heinen is one of my favorite players. I just wish he would get a you know consistent top six run, but I guess we'll wait for that. But I, I do like that third line tonight. Uh so Tampa one, Tampa power play. Uh I'll have a little bit of pit one. The ownership is a bit concerning for me, but uh pit three is my favorite line tonight. Yeah, the
2: one thing that concerns me about Tampa here is Pittsburgh and the penalty kill and their penalties. Like, they're not taking a lot of penalties this year. Um, I think they're about middle of the pack. And last year, they were bottom 10 team by penalties taken. And these things, for the most part, can carry over year to year because you are carrying over largely the same roster year to year. So, um, like, if, Tampa, if Tampa's playing most of this game at five on five and they only get a couple power plays, like, I don't really love that. And I looked at our latest top stacks run. um, It's just an hour ago, actually. And you were right about Tampa coming in super low owned. And that's pretty much the only reason I really want to play them here tonight. Like I don't have them. I have them as a decent value uh, on the road. Um, I have them as like my fifth best value as a line. But that like fifth best value on the road on a seven game slate that's not like super high priority for me so where they're coming in at five percent like it's one of those lines like in a if i was single entry or three maxing it was it's absolutely one of the lines that i would consider uh 20 max 150 whatever you're playing i would absolutely get them in it's just not a line where i would either fade or come in like you 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 like to say either fade or go in over i think i would probably like to come in over here like i want I want 10 to 15% of this, this line if they're coming in at 5% because, they're like you said, they aren't perfectly correlated, so there are a lot of different combinations that could reasonably go off here, and I want to give myself a bunch of kicks if that can. And Tampa 1, like, we can talk about how maybe Tampa hasn't looked great or all that. They're playing at a ludicru- ludicrously high pace, 75 shot attempts per 60 minutes. Like, that's like a slow-paced power play, honestly. Like, this is still a very high-powered line with with three tremendously talented offensive players. So, I do like Tampa Bay 1. I just won't be as exposed to them as I will, like, Colorado or something like that. You know what I mean? So, I'm with you there. I do like that Pittsburgh 3 call. They have looked good this year. Uh, Drew O'Connor, I was actually looking up his numbers earlier today. He came out of college, but he was almost a point per game in the AHL last year. So, you know, if he's decent offensively, it's not like he w- it would just come out of absolutely nowhere. So, I do... Like that call as well. All right, on the blue line, <laughs> Victor Hedman seventy nine hundred. I think that's one of the most unplayable prices I've ever seen. But at the same time, Tampa One is priced down a little bit, so it's not, you know, stanco's seventy eight hundred isn't Kucherov eighty five hundred, and Brayden Point at sixty four hundred is probably fifteen hundred cheaper than he was last year. So that's where your savings are coming from. I do think it's really, really hard to play Hedman as a one-off, though.
1: Yeah, that price is a bit crazy. I would, if you're, you know, using Fantasy Cruncher in your MME, I'd make a rule to just include Hedman in only, like, Tampa one stacks or power play stacks if you want to do, like, you know, to get a little discount, you can throw Kalorn in there with Point and Hedman or something like that. Uh, I think that's fine, but, you know, Stamko's 7,800, people were saying that's a crazy high price, but if you since Kucherov went out, his minutes are over 20 a night easily, so you know, Hedman 7,900, again, I would only include him in Tampa stacks. I'm looking towards, you know, Ryan McDonough, Eric Chernak uh, as one-offs there. Chernak's shot rate this season has been surprisingly high. So for 3,600, I think that's fine. On the Pittsburgh side, if you want to put Marino in there with PowerPoint one stacks, it's fine. I like. I also like Mike Matheson, 3,300, and Marcus Pedersen, min-priced.
2: Right back to the Mike Matheson well, eh? Uh, oh, he had, oh. Yeah, he, he had a big game the last time out. Let's see if he can do it again. Andre Vasilevsky's eighty two hundred at the on the road. Tristan Jari's seventy two hundred at home. Either of those appeal to you?
1: I mean, I you know it's weird that Yari's seventy two hundred at home. So you kind of kind of have to consider him just because that price. And I don't know. That's all. I, that's all the positive things I can say about Yari. Is he? Hey,
2: that- it's the price, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe if you're correlating some Pittsburgh yeah. stack or something like that, but yeah, I'm with you. I would honestly, I'd probably, I'd rather play Nico Dawes, um, Nico Dawes at home yeah. uh, versus Calgary. It's Interesting. Stan Bowman
1: out as Blackhawks GM. Who? Stan Bowman. He's out. That's what someone in chat just said.
2: Stan Bowman. Oh, Stan Bowman has stepped aside as GM at mm-hmm. Blackhawks. All right. Well, we'll see what uh, we'll see what what goes on there. But we got some more DFS.
1: Peter Chiarelli.
2: <laughs> oh, it's absolutely it's going to be somebody like that, and it's going to yeah. be absolutely incredible. Uh, we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy NHL this with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one month of free Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below. Deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you need immediate access, email support at osmo.com and we'll get you set up. You can also claim a free $10 below, which can be used to enter any Yahoo contest. Make sure to use our DFS premium DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. And one of the best parts about playing over there, uh, management fees. That's honestly the 15, 16% stuff. It it really does make a big difference once you get to the end of the season and you're playing thousands or tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of a few months. So 12% management fees really can't beat that. First time Yahoo fantasy users, check out the limited time offer in the description below. All right, let's move it along. Next game. Vegas, 2.6 implied gold total. Going into Colorado, the Avs, 3.4 implied gold total. There's obviously a lot of injury news in this one. Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone, and Alex Tuck remain out uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Nolan Patrick, I haven't seen anything uh, on him yet uh, on his for an update. Uh, on the Colorado side, uh, Valerie Nutrushkin still on the injury reserve. Devin Tave still on the injury reserve. Looks like Sam Gerard uh, may out, uh, is probably out here for tonight. Um, Gerard and Taves out means Kale McCarr PP1 and probably Bowen Byron PP2 and a lot of more minutes for Bowen Byron as well. Um, all right, we picked on Colorado a few nights ago. I think it was when Edmonton was in town. Uh, worked out well for us. Uh, are we going to be p- or picked on Vegas? Sorry. Are we we going to be picking on Vegas again here tonight?
1: Yes good Um, alec martinez is still out too right
2: uh day to day i'll go check on that right now
1: i I think i think he's out that's a that's a big loss for them too i mean listen this is a colorado one night there's nothing else to say we talked about it the other night that you 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 mentioned it i'll give you the credit that vegas defensive numbers have not been great since the middle of last year uh no no, Pacioretty means the McKinnon line is going to get Carlson line, which I think is one of the more overrated lines in DFS. They're a good line, don't get me wrong, but they're always overowned and not the best spots just because of their price.
0: Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan. But you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: You know, not really going out on a limb here, but they are my favorite line of the night. Um, they are coming in over 22, 23, 24%, but I think there are plenty of ways to get different tonight with low on spots. I wouldn't worry about, you know, getting duped here. Um, fully correlated power play one. If there's no Alec Martinez tonight. You know, that penalty kill is a bit, bit rough. So big on Colorado one. You want to go to Colorado two? That's fine. Their ownership concerns me a little bit. You know, 12, 13%. I'm not sure I want to pay, you know, that price for that ownership, but, you know, I'm not going to talk you off of it. Um, on the Vegas side, I'm out on Vegas one. Carlson getting the McKinnon matchup not something I want to do. Chandler Stevenson is egregiously overpriced, almost like Hedman. I mean, you know, his wingers are both min price. so if you need, like, a min price, you know, Peyton Krebs or Matisse-Yanmark, okay, I guess. But, like, I'm really, for the most part, outside of maybe a Petroangelo one-off or a Shea Theodore one-off or, you know, like a, um, you know, like a Braden McNair, but he's over 4K. So, really, for me, in Vegas, it's going to be, like, a Petroangelo one-off, but that's even still tough to do. He's 7,100, Theodore 6,300. So, I, I might just be out altogether on Vegas tonight.
2: Yeah, Vegas, like we've talked about it a lot, how much they've slid. I was looking earlier today, 28th in the NHL in expected goals against uh, over their last 35 regular season games. This isn't a small sample. We're talking nearly half a season now of literally bottom five defense in the league. The only reason they got saved uh, last year, I think, is because Marc-Andre Fleury just stood on his head for a couple months. Um, In that span... And this is why, like, I, I try to tell people to trust the numbers and not look at the names so much. In that span, they have the same goals against as Ottawa. So if this was Ottawa going into Colorado, what would the ownership on Colorado be tonight, right? Like, if it wasn't the Vegas Golden Knights, if it was the Ottawa Senators, like, McKinnon would be 50%. You know what I mean? So that try to strip away the names and look at the numbers. And the numbers, at least at 5-on-5, five five, Vegas and Ottawa just haven't been different from each other. So um, – like I love the entire Colorado top six. I'm with you. I think the second line is probably over owned. So I'm going to focus more on the top line, but I have no problem with either of those. I don't even hate dumping down to the third line because we say it all the time that uh, a high owned team, sometimes you want to get down, uh, down to the third line, even uh, especially on, it's not a small slate today, but it's on the smaller side, Uh, get down to the third line, maybe get some of those secondary power play guys, uh, taking on the depth of Vegas. Cause that depth of Vegas, like I forgot Zach Whitecloud's out too. like Zach Whitecloud is arguably their best pure defensive defenseman. Um, like these are some very big losses for, for Vegas. So, uh, yeah, back in on Colorado one big time, uh, Colorado two don't mind them. I don't know if I'm going to have as much as them, uh, on the Vegas side, I'm out on Vegas one Vegas two, Like I agree with you. They are probably overrated. Um, At the same time, it's one of the few times uh, where they actually come in at a reasonable ownership, you know what I mean? Um, So, you know, people want to use Vegas too, not opposed there. I might try to get in a share or two as well. Uh, On the blue line, you talked about some of the guys that are uh, of interest. I want to get to a question that we had in chat. What about playing both McCart and Byram in the same lineup? I know you guys talked yesterday a little bit about not playing double defensemen, and it's not something I do a lot either. Uh, but if Byron's going to play like 21 or 22 minutes because of all the injuries and Colorado has the highest implied goal total on the whole slate and it's only seven games, it doesn't feel like a terrible idea to me.
1: Yeah, no, it's not that bad of an idea. Like I usually do it when Vegas is fully healthy with like Alec Martinez and Shea Theodore or Shea Theodore and Petrangelo, Petrangelo Martinez, et cetera, et cetera. Bone Brian, 3,200 top, top Perry's going to get over 20 minutes with McCarr gets power play two. uh, in GPPs, I think that's perfectly acceptable, um, especially at Byron's price. So yeah, I, you know, he's going to be way lower on the McCar, so makes some sense.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, either of the goalies, uh, technically, your fancy here tonight. I, I mean, I
1: mean, I, mean I, I find it hard to pay eighty five hundred dollars for a goalie, especially with you know, I'd rather get a cheap. A cheap uh, shot volume, like so. Robin Leonard, sixty nine hundred, is a nice price. But uh, if if you're for whatever reason you're mmeing and you in some of your non abs lineups, I think you can have a little bit of Leonard just on the on the chance that he sees you know like forty seven shots and only allows two or three goals. So for that price, you got to take a couple stabs in GPPs. I think.
2: Yep. Uh, all right, let's move along. We got our next game to get to. We have the San Jose Sharks a 2.9 implied goal total going into Nashville, and the Predators have a 3.1 implied goal total. Um, one thing I want to mention here is the lineup. Uh, I didn't see escape skate uh, from Nashville today. The second half of their last game, they went back to their regular lineup, which was Philip Forsberg, Ryan Johansson, Matt Duchesne on the top line, and then Luke Cunnan, Michael Granlin, Ely Tolvanen on the second line. We just don't know exactly what the lineup's going to be because I didn't see a morning skate from them uh, today. Uh, and it's a later start. Um, maybe you can late swap because there are later games even after that. Um, but I'm working under the assumption that Forsberg, Johansson, Duchesne are the top line and they're probably going to go out against the couture line. That's the way I'm operating out of this game. Uh, what do you
1: like here, Josh? Yeah, I'm operating the same way. I if you if you're like itching to play Luke Cunnan, er, Cun- not sure why you'd be, but build the Forsberg. You can late swap, upgrade a defenseman, something like that. But man has the Couture Meyer line look good this year so far. I mean, it's pretty easy to look good against the Leafs, but, you know, don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, but listen, Jonathan Dolan ain't no slouch, man. But his numbers last year in the in Sweden were crazy. Fully correlated power play one. Katura only 5,500. They're coming in, you know, 4% on the road. They're not on a the back-to-back. They're fresh. Uh, Predators, not exactly world beaters, especially on the penalty kill without Ryan Ellis. And the the Sharks' top line fully correlates. I think you can go to the Sharks' top line. I like the Sharks' second line, too. Eklund Hurdle, LeBanc. You know my feelings on LeBanc, but at that price with those line mates, I think it's perfectly acceptable. Uh, the pred side, I like the Preds top line. I just don't know if I want to pay the price. Forsberg seventy one hundred is fine. Like he's a, he's a good player. Johansson back up to fifty four hundred where I have issues. Him and you know if I don't know, it's kind of weird. Like you see these prices on the players, but if if Duchene and Johansson's price flopped, I'd have or swapped. I'd have less of a problem stacking them. Just like a mental block, like clicking in fifty four hundred. Ryan Johansson. They had a great game last game, so I think you can do it. Uh, you know, there's seven, like 5, 6, 7%, 3.1 total at, at home. So, yeah, uh, Preds 1 in play for me. I like Preds 2 as well, especially, you know, Granlin, Tolvanen together. Tolvenin's shot rate has been great so far this year. is 3,800, power play 2. I feel like this is going to be one of the higher scoring games on the slate and there is not much ownership here so if i if i was mmeing i would have uh, i'd be over the field on both sides of this game
2: yeah i really do like that san jose top line but i want to talk about the san jose second line real quick uh, actually i specifically want to talk about thomas hurdle because hurdle was one of the guys last year who went public with how hard it was to deal with covid cuz he got covid And he dealt with the symptoms for months afterward. And I'm wondering just what kind of shape he's even in right now, right? Because, like, if he had a a tough time training during the summer, is he even in, you know, his normal physical condition right now? And you look at the line's numbers. Like, you're right. That Dolly Couture-Meyer line, great. 61% expected goal share. They're one of the best lines in hockey right now. The rest of the lineup sucks. Yeah. Nieto, Bonino, LeBanc, 37% expected goal share. Balsers, uh, Hurdle, Eklund, 35%. Fourth line, 16%. Like, this is a one line team. So, I really like the Nashville second line today. And I don't, they're not a line that I generally like, but Michael Granlin, he's getting top power play minutes. Somehow, he's still getting 20 minutes a night. Like, Michael Granlin is literally playing 20 minutes a night. He's not shooting a lot, which is why he's not like a cash game lock or anything like that. But he's playing 20 minutes a night, and he's getting top power play minutes. And then Ely Tolman is just absolutely shooting the lights out. He's shooting the the puck every time it touches his stick. So, yeah, give me those two guys going into the depth of San Jose, which have just been floated by PDO this year, not by good play. So uh, I do like San Jose 1 and their price and their spot here tonight, but I also do like Nashville 2 and Nashville too is going to end up being uh, one of my filler lines uh, here tonight. The one thing that concerns me about this game, and it's something that's keeping me off of uh, Brent Burns especially, so let's talk about the defenseman, is that neither team is really taking a lot of penalties so far this year. Uh, Roman Yossi went absolutely nuclear in his last game. He's done that a couple times already this year, I believe. Brent Burns is kind of turning into a Block shot machine. Like he's not really shooting the puck as he has in the past. So, what do you like about the defense here?
1: Yeah, I think you know, if you're using San Jose one, you can put in Brett Burns. But like you said, not many penalties. Same with Yossi. Using you know, Nashville one or two, you can put in Yossi. You can one off Yossi. He's going to be pretty high owned, especially coming off a monster game. I like Mario Ferraro here at 3200. Not much else on the on the Nashville side. It's like Yossi just plays. 45, 45 minutes, it feels like, and everyone else plays like nine. So it's it's really just like Yossi for me on on national side. I like a Ferraro and Burns on the Shark side. It's weird not even mentioning Eric Carlson, but I, I don't have any interest in playing him.
2: I'll I'll, like, I'll give Carlson some credit. He's looked better this year than he has last year. Look, looks like a little bit more himself, but where he's stapled to that second power play unit, and I don't think Hurdle and those guys have, have looked real good so far. I'm with you out on Carlson, you know, Mario Ferraro, 3,200 for, uh, all that ice time. I think, you know, I think that's just fine. What do you think about James Reimer, 7,300 on the road?
1: First I was like, Oh, maybe I'll consider it. But then I realized it's James Reimer and the sharks are terrible, <laughs> but he's going to see the volume. So it's, again, it's like one of those spots, like in GVPs, like, ah, I need a, a cheap volume guy. Like Reimer going to see volume. So I think, in sharks lineups, I think you can put in Reimer. I don't think I would one off him tonight. There's others around the price that I'd rather play.
2: All right, Uh Josh, have you ever wondered how you can become part of the Osmo Hall of Fame? Every night. Every yeah. Night. Is yeah. that what you were thinking of last night while you couldn't sleep? Yeah. How to get All in the Hall of Fame? Well, Just I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you how you can get in, Josh. What you need to do is download the Osmo Avatar from Osmo.com/Avatar. Place, top, place in the top three of a contest with over 5,000 contestants. Tweet the wins uh, to Osmo Hoff account, and you can win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. We have some of the wins coming up on the screen here. We have Big Daddy. Uh, we talked about him. He had a monster chop for first place, uh, five figures. Uh, we talked earlier about Robbie uh, ha- placing first in NFL showdown last night. I don't think, you know, it wasn't the monster over on FanDuel, but he still took down uh, four figures. Um, you have Praz Racing for M- uh, d- getting into some NBA here. Uh, we have, you know, we have guys winning six figures. We have guys winning hundreds of dollars and we celebrate them all the same. So uh, if you want to get into the also Hall- Awesome Hall of Fame, download the Awesome avatar from Awesome.com slash avatar placed in the top three of a contest with 5,000 contestants and then just tweet the wins to the Osmo Hoff account. Uh, you can only win once per calendar year. So even if you go on a little heater here, you can't keep winning uh, month after month after month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, you probably won't need it if you're winning that much money uh, either. Uh, so go ahead and try to get in the Osmo Hall of Fame and uh, try to do it a little bit responsibly, everybody. All right, let's get to the next game. We have uh, the Minnesota Wild with a 2.9 implied gold total going into Vancouver. Uh, The Vancouver Canucks have a 2.7 implied gold total. Uh, The news here is Vancouver completely changed their lines around. They left Pearson Horvat and Garland together. But now Vasily Podkolzin is playing with JT Miller and Brock Besser. Elias Pedersen is down on what I guess is the third line now with Jason Highmore and Nils Hoglander. They've also moved Alex Chason up to the top power play unit and Brock Besser to the second power play unit, and that means the Vancouver Canucks now have one forward on each of their four even strength lines on the top power play unit. There is absolutely no correlation to be found whatsoever. Uh, I wrote about the Minnesota top line for my power play stacks uh, earlier today. Now that Vancouver's just completely throwing away all their lines, I like the Minnesota Top line even more here. Uh, why don't you talk about Minnesota a little bit and then hop on over to Vancouver.
1: Yeah, the Wild are kind of like a one-line team. Is is there any better player than Kevin Fiala who has worse line mates in the NHL? Like Freddie Gaudreau and Victor Rask? Like, throw the man a bone here. He's on an island here. But the top line of CapriSoff, Erickson X, Zuccarello, fully correlated power play one. Canucks, not great defensively. Canucks, not great on the penalty kill. Canucks just not a great team. So 2.9 kind of feels a bit low And the I, it's on the road. If they're at home, their total will probably be like 3.2, 3.3. Um, but their ownership's in check here. It's just because like I think people are just going to gravitate towards, you know, Colorado one with the expensive lines. But if you're making lineups here, like more than, you know, even in three to five lineups, I would definitely consider Minnesota Wild one. Even in if I was making one lineup, I'd consider. You know, you'd have to make the choice to fade Colorado one, which is a difficult choice. But if I were to fade Colorado one in my one lineup, I would probably have Minnesota one here. They're coming in, you know, four, five, 6%, which is completely reasonable against the team that just isn't great. You know, paying 6500 for Zuccarello feels a bit bad, but, you know, <laughs> the, the, the Canucks just going galaxy brain here with their lines. So, this is a great spot. Joel Eriksson eck on the top line is much better than Joel Eriksson eck on the third line. This is one of my favorite spots tonight. The and then on the Canucks side, like I, I just don't know what they're doing. Uh, I'm not going to pretend like I know what they're doing. But you know, if I was going to full stack a line, it'd be that Horvat line. You know, Horvat's super cheap, 4,400. I like Connor Garland. He is a bit pricey at 6,100. And Tanner Pearson, 3,000. It's okay. Like that second line now is nice but like their power play correlation is terrible and they're three wings so unless you want to get creative you know with a two center lineup it's hard to play full canucks two and then you know like elias peterson and niels hoglander is a nice duo but they don't have great power play correlation like this it's just tough to full stack anything from canucks i probably you know pick and choose a couple one-offs like a one-off Bo horvat uh jt miller just because he's super, he's gonna be super low on tonight. Like JT Miller, since coming to the Canucks, has been very, very good. So, how much Alex Chieson you got tonight?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the question, right? Yeah. Is how much Alex Chieson should we have? Yeah. yeah. I was high on Vancouver. Like, I wanted to play power play stack them today. I just, you can't do anything with this. Like, you said, like maybe you can do a two man mini of like Horvat Pearson or something like that. Like, I wanna talk about a few of these players, like Vasily Paul Kolesen, It depends who you talk to. If you talk to a Vancouver Canucks fan, he's the next Pavel Bure. If you talk to anybody else, he sucks. Like, that's just – like, there's not a single prospect writer I follow that says this guy's going to be a star. Like, it's just Vancouver that thinks that. So, why he's on the top line, I don't know. Uh, So, I'm out on the Miller-Besser line. I did write up Besser in my Power Plays article for this reason. Uh, He's considerably cheaper on DK than he is on FanDuel. FanDuel hasn't priced as a top 10 winger. Uh, on DK, he's more like top 20. Uh, so that pricing discre- discrepancy makes it a little bit more tolerable. But this is just like Vancouver's looked awful. And I know I just talked about Tomas Hurdle and his COVID problems. Like Vancouver had the worst run of COVID of any team last year. So, you know, they even have one player that's not even playing this year because he's a long hauler. Like, is this team even back to full strength? So uh i'm with you like i might one-off besser uh you know horbat of course is fine for 4400 but i'm not full stacking anything from vancouver definitely not with these lines Uh, i'm with you on minnesota absolutely love that top line Erickson X, zuccarello cap uh they're just they're going to be heavily owned for me there's absolutely nothing there's nothing on vancouver that scares me for any for any matching or anything like demco is the only thing that that honestly scares me on the vancouver side Uh, i also like you know Uh, playing Spurgeon, I don't even mind him as a one off because he's a guy that can score goals, right? Like, he's typically a guy that finishes in the double digits for goals, so he can go out and get a goal and assist while Vancouver, while Minnesota wins 3 1 or something like that. You know what I mean? So, I you don't necessarily have to play Spurgeon. Um, Kevin Fiala, one off, also wrote about him. I like him as a one off. Who do you like on the blue line here?
1: Yeah, I agree with the Spurgeon take on the you know, Dumbo or 6200 on DraftKings. is a little bit wonky. Uh, Gologoski, not the worst one off. Um, on the Vancouver side, I, I, I'm i going to take a pass on the Vancouver defenseman. I, I Like Quinn Hughes, like in power play stacks, but like how can you even power play stack the, the Canucks tonight and feel good about it?
2: I don't know. Like it feels like one of those nights where everybody's going to say, oh, screw it, I'm not going to play Vancouver now. And then they, for some reason, you know, Paul Colson's is going to have like four goals or something like that. And I'm going to look like an idiot, but I just, I don't see anything positive anywhere. Like even they left the Horvath Garland line together. They, and they just even haven't even been good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, I thought that'd be, I thought that'd be a line that'd be broken up by now, but yeah, anyways, uh, we do have to move it along. Let's get to our next game. Winnipeg 3.0 Anaheim 2.6. They are playing in Anaheim, doesn't look like Winnipeg's going to have uh, Shifley and Wheeler back. Uh, they may not even have their general manager. We'll see how that goes. Um, I'm getting to a lot of Anaheim in my stacks. Uh, we had people talking about Trevor Zegers uh, earlier uh, in our Discord. Just as a stack, as a line, uh, you know, the top line is thirteen thousand one hundred from Anaheim, and that you know that grades out at a dollar per point. Uh, yeah, dollar per point uh, is one of the better values for me amongst top lines. So I like uh, Anaheim one automatically here. The Ealers line looks like it's going to carry a lot of ownership tonight. So how are you going to manage that one?
1: Yeah, um, man, I like that Ealers line though, man. But they're going to be super high owned. I think the way I'm going to deal with it is just play them, <laughs> like I, like I. Like Colorado one, right. They're super expensive. You know, they're going to be high owned, but they're in a great spot. The same thing can be said here. Like they fully correlate on the power play. They're getting a ducks team that they're rebuilding. They're going to have their moments, but they're really not a great team. So I I think, you know, if you're trying to jam Colorado with Winnipeg here, just be careful that you're not going to dupe yourself here. Um, but I really do like that cop eler stasny line. I also don't mind the you know that top or the top line. It's in the lineup builder as Winnipeg one Connor Dubois, uh Svechnikov. Uh, I'm more leaning towards, you know, just like a Dubois here or Dubois Con or something like that. I know they don't correlate on the power play here, but they're gonna be well lower owned than that cop's Eler Stasny line. And then the duck side, I think, you know, I wish. Maxime Comtois was on the top line instead of Henrique that would make me feel a little bit better about using them but you can definitely use the Ducks top line here I think you can put you know take Henrique out put Comtois in for power play one you know my boy actually Niehaus's boy big dick Rick Raquel he's going to be a popular spot tonight he's been playing great uh, he's one of my favorite one-offs tonight if you don't want to full stack the Ducks top line you can do Zegers Raquel two-man something like that but I don't mind adding in Comtois over Henrique and getting a three-man power play stack just because the Jets' penalty kill, not super great. It is Connor Hallibuck, one of the best goalies in the league, but hard to be great when you're taking a lot of penalties, so I don't mind the Ducks' top line.
2: Yeah, I, I will say, uh, like, along with um, some uh, the Yandy-Gord line that we're going to talk about next, uh, that Ducks' top line, it looks like it's going to be one of the more popular filler lines in here tonight. So, you might have to get a little bit unique, uh, maybe throw in a defenseman, and take a winger off, and throw in a different winger from a different power or from a power play unit or something like that. But I do like that Anaheim line. Uh, I hate to say, it, but I kind of like the chalk in this game, like Anaheim top line and that Stasny line as well. Like, I'm not, like, I like Dubois. I'm just not big on his role and the role of his line mates. Yep. Um, I think I can get unique enough elsewhere in the lineup that I have no problem playing uh, Winnipeg. And, like, just to say, that Anaheim line's been good. 54% expected goal share on that team. That's really good. So, it's not like Anaheim's just some bad line that's cheap. Like, they've actually been playing well. Um, you know, like you said, you can throw in a comptoir or something like that and and just get a little bit different. Uh, on the blue line real quick, obviously, Jamie Drysdale, Neil Pionk, if, you, if you're correlating. Is there anybody else that sticks out?
1: Not particularly. I mean, Brendan Dillon-Moon Price, for the minutes he got, is fine. I know... I wish your boy Cam Fowler was also on the top power play unit, but you know, it is what it is. Josh Manson, 2,700, not a bad one off either.
2: Yeah. I do like Brendan Dillon, and price. That's a good call right there. Uh, We just have one more game to get to before we get out of here. Uh, If you guys can drop us a like, throw us a subscribe, Uh, the subscription especially really helps us uh, grow this channel. We're approaching 65,000. And if you hate, hate, uh, what we do at any time you can just click the unsubscribe button but we think that you're going to really appreciate uh, all our shows so please click that subscribe little button below the video and upcoming on the channel next we have pga strategy at 5 eastern with eric and jason and then we have your we have you covered for nba we have the deeper dive with laffy and ship my money at 6 30 eastern and then that'll be followed Uh, with Eric and Greg doing our NBA live before lock. So PGA and NBA on the docket uh, for the rest of the night. All right, got a couple minutes left. Let's get to this last game. We have the Montreal Canadiens with a 2.7 implied goal total going into Seattle. Uh, The Seattle Kraken have a 2.9 implied goal total. As I mentioned, uh, Seattle looks like it's going to have one of the more popular filler lines of the night. Gorge Schwartz and Yarrick Kroc under 10k on DraftKings, uh, we have them at like 13 14 percent owned though, which is really really high for a filler. But they should play a lot of minutes. Yanni gord has been playing 22 minutes a night. Uh, the McCann everly Wenberg line more four thousand dollars more expensive, but uh, much more uh, reasonable for ownership. And then the Montreal side, what do you have here, Josh?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do really like that top line for uh, Seattle. I think you can, you know. Mix it up a little bit, you know, because Gord Schwartz are going to be pretty popular. You want to add in an extra power play, one guy throwing an Eberle, throwing a McCann. I think that's fine. If you want a full stock, just be aware of what you're doing. If you, if it comes together too easily, it might be dupe, but it is what it is. You got to just think about it for a second. I do like that second line. I'm not a huge Wenberg guy, but I think you can full stack this line. Um, the power play, you know, McCann Eberle on the top power play you could probably do worse than Winberg tonight at center. So I don't mind throwing him in on the Montreal side. It's just, I don't know. They've been so bad. I know they won their last game, but it's, it's just, they have not been good. I mean, if you want to do like a, I think again, like I'm going to be like a broken record. The line I want to use in this game is the Dvorak line. But other than that, like I, I don't think I'd full stack anyone. Maybe I'd have a two man of Suzuki Gallagher or, you know, Tofoli Caulfield, something like that. But I'm going to be light on Montreal tonight outside of, you know, maybe doing the occasional Montreal two stack.
2: Yeah, uh, I've noticed that Tofoli and Caulfield have a decent number of minutes together going back to last year, and they've been terrible together. So I like the Montreal-Dvorak line. They've been playing really well together, uh, reasonably priced. We have them at fairly low ownership, like 1% to 2%. So that Montreal-Dvorak line uh, is going to be one of my favorite filler lines on the night. Uh, real quick on the blue line, Jeff Peachy, super cheap like him. Uh, anybody else to go to you on the blue line? Uh,
1: contractually obligated to mention the big rig, Jamie Alexiak at 2,800. Um, other than that, not really.
2: All right. Uh, favorite goalies on the slate? I, I will say I do like Nico Dawes for those that are, are not playing uh, Calgary. I do like Thatcher Demko quite a bit, though.
1: I do like Demko as well. Um You know, if you're if you want to get spicy and you're fading Colorado, Leonard price. I think don't go crazy, but one or two here and there could pay off.
2: And for your hat trick, because my hat trick guy is Ely Tolvanen.
1: I'm going Nikolai Ehlers.
2: All right. Nikolai Ehlers, Ely Tolvanen are your hat trick picks for tonight. All right. We're going to get out of here uh, for producer Tyler, for Josh Harris. Uh, I'm Mike Clifford saying stick around. we got PGA coming up in a couple hours, but we have NHL coming back tomorrow.
0: Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice.